Welcome to the Fantasy Hangover, a weekly fantasy football podcast. You can download us on Stitcher, iTunes, and Google Play. Also, head over to KnockedOutEntertainment.com for some other great podcasts and content. We're your hosts. I'm Shane. I'm Carl. I'm Chris. And I'm Zach. Now pop some Advil and grab your Gatorades. It's time for your Fantasy Hangover. All right, welcome back to Fantasy Hangover. We've got the whole gang back again this week. Nobody stared blankly into the sunset this time. Uh, and then, uh, so we're going to jump right into it. Let's go to quick outs. Well, before we do quick outs, I do have a quick question for Chris, because I know that when you ran out the door a couple weeks ago, you had said that you were going to go try to scout a place in South Dakota to put an NFL pro team. How did that go for you? Oh, Rapid City, because they have the best cheesesteak place. Okay. Cheesesteak cheese Teddies? Oh my gosh. I got the Viking and the Giant. The Perfect. Vi- the Viking and the Giant? The Viking is a cheesesteak. And here's, here's a story about that. I think it's Cheesesteak Teddies. I can't remember what it's called. But the guy was from Philly, came over to South Dakota and was like, there's no good cheesesteaks. So he opened up his own shop. The Viking is a cheesesteak with bacon, and the Giant is a 20-inch long sub with double cheesesteak. So you can I can bind them. It was amazing. Wow. Oh my God. Magic. See, when you said Viking and Giant, I wasn't sure if you were talking about a cheesesteak or if you're talking about the 2000 MC Championship game. <laughs> I enjoyed one of those. <laughs> fact. <laughs> True fact. All right. So moving into quick, God, the quickest of outs. The quickest of outs. Going very slowly here. The quick hits. Quick hit. Uh, whatever. The quick outs. I think. Uh, swift outs. Um, <laughs> Derek Carr uh, got extended uh, through. 2022, he is uh, the first $25 million a year quarterback in NFL history, but he won't be the last. Nope, I think that uh, Cousins might have something to say about that next year. I think With the 49ers? I think Stafford might have something to say about that, too. Yeah, they're apparently all in on Stafford. Yep. They're trying to sign him to a massive deal. Mm-hmm. Wow. So uh, After that happened, the... Uh, the NBA said, uh, oh, that's that's a nice contract. Hold my beer. And they gave Steph Curry the first $40 million a year contract, in, uh, in at least in American sports. Over $200 million. Five-year 201. That's, God, that's so much money. That's so much insane. money to play a sport that you love. Like, happy birthday, America. <laughs> happy birthday, America. Um, <laughs> moving on. Uh, Doriel Green Beckham. Decided to be the odd man out and was released from the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, not who I was expecting to be the odd man out in that situation. I assumed it was gonna be Aguilar. So did I. I yep. Yeah. I we think... knew someone had to go. I just I assumed it was gonna be Aguilar. It makes sense though because when you look at Jeffrey and you look at Doriel Green Beckham, I mean, they're basically the yeah the, yeah Beckham doesn't add anything. I, I guess it was just an Aguilar. You heard so much bad stuff coming out about yeah. him and and um, Doriel Green Beckham was just kind of quiet. So it was the quiet ones yeah. that kill you. Was, yep. <laughs> <laughs> Insert Aaron Hernandez joke. E- um, do you guys see any potential landing spots for DGB? Rams. They are the land of number two receivers. Them in uh, uh, Detroit. Yeah, I was gonna say I like Detroit. Um, I'd even like to see him at Dallas. Give him at a shot this, at number two. At this point, I want to know why these teams are cutting him. I mean, the guy does have talent and he could be an upper echelon receiver i want to know what's going on behind the scenes to get him cut well i mean even coming out of college he had a lot of off the field issues but i mean going to the draft they were raving about how he had gotten you know started to get his life together and and we haven't heard anything right we haven't heard anything over the past two years as to him being in trouble he's not johnny manzelling it up but he also hasn't done anything on the field during that time really i mean it's probably has to more uh, to do with the fact that he is one of those guys that's all potential he is, there's so much potential there, but he's not. It's not shining through. So he's, why he's hold a, on to him? He's an athletic freak that didn't learn the playbook. It is what it's sounding yeah. like. Yeah, right. He came he, from was it Michigan State? That he, love big, fast, tall receivers. No, he. Well, he was in Oklahoma, and then no, he, he was in Missouri. He was he went, in Oklahoma, Oklahoma, and then, then he went, went to Missouri, Missouri oh. because he got cut from Oklahoma because of off the field issues. No, 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 no. He was at Missouri, and then he got cut by Missouri, and then he went no. to Oklahoma. Nope, you're let's backwards. Look, let's look this up. I. Because I know he was on like the practice squad for Oklahoma because he didn't actually play a. Sn- I I yeah I think yeah is that right? That, Carl, that's can right. you say those three that, little yeah. words? Zach, you were right. 
Perfect. That's four. It was four, but just to, <laughs> just to make sure that you weren't exactly right, just to spite you. All right. Uh, moving on. In kind of surprising news, the Chiefs fired their GM uh, this past week, which it's not like they've been making any like weird bad moves or anything. But well, they cut Macklin. That's a bad move. Well, no. from the sound of it, from what I read about it, it was all because they couldn't get a contract extension worked out. So instead of wasting his time and the team's time, hmm. they just decided to get rid of him and then promote somebody else within and find a new GM because of the fact that they couldn't work out a contract extension. Gotcha. That, it's good on them then. Like, Yeah. I mean, it sucks for him, but good on them. Right. Um, and then... Michael Floyd got sentenced to one day in jail. One day in jail. Yeah, but the Vikings are standing by him. Kambucha. Kambucha yep. is the uh, culprit, apparently. Which I had I've... a lot of kombucha last night, and man, I was I was just kind of, yeah, I was fine. Yeah, I had a little bit of a headache this morning, but I'm, you know, tea will do that, I guess. Was it as good as your Zima, Shane? Oh, Zima. Oh, Zima. Still better than hams. I still like Zima. I like I like Zima, and I like hams. Like, am I just a monster? I yeah. like hams. I've never had Zima. <laughs> yeah, we will change that tonight. Do you have some? Yes. yes. Can I have some? Yes. yes. <laughs> Carl, I'll be right back. Yep, I'm going to step away from the microphone and get a Zima. Um, but that's all we have for quick outs. So. Yeah, so let's uh, let's bust some tabs. <laughs> oh, God, it's getting everywhere. Oh. On the main topic. Now I have two beers to drink. Oh, no. <laughs> Life is hard. It's hard out here for a king. Uh, so this week we are doing... Uh, we are the best acquisition for each team fantasy wise uh, in the AFC. We each took a division, um, and this is for a uh, a redraft league, not for dynasty. Because with dynasty, you're pretty much just going to say, "Oh, best new acquisition for a team, uh, whoever their number one rookie is." Uh, but this kind of adds a little bit more flair to it. Uh, woo! So, woo! With that said, uh, let's start. Uh, let's go. Round the round the world and start with the AFC North. All right, the AFC North. We are going to start with probably the most obvious one here: uh, the Baltimore Ravens acquiring Jeremy Macklin. That Duh. is going Duh. to be a huge, huge help for their team, who just lost Steve Smith. They had Brashad Perriman. They had Mike Wallace, who are great deep threats, but they needed that guy who can work over the middle. Now that Dennis Pitta is gone. Um, you know, after his another yet another hip injury and him, you know, being re- being released by the Ravens, they needed someone who can do that dirty work over the middle. Um, they don't have a super strong running game. They have kind of a plethora of number two third down running backs. I was going to say <laughs> Kenneth Dixon, I think. I was going to say just to Danny play, Woodhead, just to play Danny devil's Woodhead. advocate. You're not going to put Danny Woodhead as the number one. I am not. No, because um, after week four, when. Uh, Ter- what, not Terrence West. Kenneth Dixon. Kenneth Dixon gets back from his suspension. Danny Woodhead is going to be relegated to third down role. Isn't Woodhead supposed to be out for the first few weeks, though, too? Um, he's, not still recovering. he's still recovering from his, uh, what was it, torn ACL? Yeah. yeah. Um, I know that he's still recovering, and he's slated to be back sometime during the preseason, maybe. Like, best case scenario, he's back during the preseason. Worst case, he's going to miss a few few weeks during the uh, during the league. So that being said, why would they sign him if they knew that he was going to miss the same amount of time as Kenneth Dixon? That that, that was would my be no faith too. in Dixon. It, that that leads me to believe because I, I agree with the Jeremy Macklin. Yeah, I thought long and hard about Danny Woodhead on this. Long ju- and hard about Woodhead. Ju- I was long and hard about Woodhead just because of that exact fact of why would you sign a guy who's possibly going to miss the same amount of time. As someone who with the same skill set who you know is getting suspended. And as the listeners know, we always talk about one-point PPR. Uh, with yep. that said, I mean, Macklin, yes, being wide receiver would have that. But Woodhead is always a solid grab in one-point PPR leagues. Oh, absolutely. And he always goes late. The, yep. My only oh, yeah. concern, though, is that they have three guys that can do the same thing on that roster. With Terrence West, Kenneth Dixon... And Danny Woodhead. Not that, but Danny Woodhead's what thirty three going on thirty four, and he's yeah. had two ACL injuries. He's Sixteen in the past going three on thirty four. <laughs> <laughs> if, if Kenneth Dixon steals two or three receptions from Danny Woodhead a game, yeah, that's that's going to cause a pretty big dent in Danny Woodhead's performance. Yep. I mean, PPR when he plays fourteen plus games, dude, he's a monster. But the two or three catches a game is going to hurt Danny. Well, I mean, let's say let's say hypothetically that it is three catches a game that he loses. 
let's say, you know, we're looking at like the worst case scenario here where Danny Woodhead misses three games. That's six catch. That's six plus catches that ca- that Danny Woodhead's going to have taken away from him by Kenneth Dixon. Oh, yes. No, sorry. Kenneth Dixon's not going to be playing. Um, Terrence West. <laughs> Terrence West. Yeah. Yep. So then once all th- once all three guys are healthy, if he still continues to take away those catches, you're going to miss 13 games worth at t- three catches a pop. That's 39 catches you're missing. Yeah. That's a lot of points in the PPR. It's roughly 39 points in the PPR. Plus the yardage, though. I'm, I'm, I'm factoring the yardage. <laughs> yeah. I'm factoring the yardage. Yeah, I, 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 I know. I'm just being a smartass. I know. Um, but no, I mean, Jeremy Macklin's my biggest winner, I, I guess. I would say mm, in the I entire agree. I North. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right, so let's go on to the East. Oh, we're bouncing around. All right. Oh, we're bouncing around. East. Oh. Choose um, a team. I, I, I guess I'll go with Miami. So Miami didn't really pick anybody yeah. up. <laughs> I was about to say, who, who, who counts yeah. here? Who, who, so who, so, so who? I, I'm going to go on a technicality, and they did re-sign Kenny Stills. Yeah. I think he was a re- free agent. They re-signed Kenny Stills. They have a new wide receiver named Leonte Carew. Uh, they, they did <laughs> they, have an acquisition. They drafted Isaiah Ford, but they, that was in like the round set round seven. They yeah. acquired Julius Thomas. Oh, through a oh, trade. That's right. Yeah. Either way. <laughs> I'm still going to pick Kenny Stills because who, who knows when Julius Thompson is going to play. He, he, I mean, the past two years, he's been in and out with injuries. Yeah. When he did play, and I still think he's a touchdown machine, I still think Kenny Stills will be a better fantasy player for this year at least. I mean, last year he had nine touchdowns. Yep. Only 700 yards, but this guy is projected at pick number 156. You, you're, he's not going to be drafted. You can get him for free. He's a good plug and play in your flex receiver whenever you need him. Yeah, and you hope for a 50, uh, one big play and a touchdown, which is kind of what he does. That <laughs> uh, you said he's projected one fifty six, number one hundred and fifty six. That's pretty good value for a team's number one receiver. I love you, Devontae Parker, and I still have hope. But yeah, <laughs> I mean Landry. Yeah, Landry is Landry, their number one. La- yeah. But uh, but he doesn't play like a number one. No, he, he, yeah, he plays because he more plays like, out of the slot. Right. He, he's more of a Wes Welker, Julian Edelman style yeah. player. While Stills Victor has Cruz, that, yeah, yeah. While Stills has that, you know, big game kind of. He'll he'll be the one streaking downfield and catching that long ball or dropping it. That's true. <sighs> That's... Yeah, and Tannehill had a big like. He he kind of have a bad season last year. I think he's going to come back and. Be a regular four thousand yard guy again. Okay. And I think Kenny Sells will just benefit. I don't think he'll be a thousand yard guy, but I mean nine touchdowns isn't something to exactly wave off. They have a sneaky offense. If they can they get do. those pieces going, they have a sneaky offense. I'm not saying they're gonna win the division because we all know who's gonna win that division. But um <laughs> We're not justifying that chain. <laughs> uh but no, I think they could have a really sneaky offense, and I think Kenny Stills could be a great Great late round grab as a you know buy, plug as a plug and play yeah. bye week guy even moving into a flex position possibly yeah. you mm-hmm. guy in the flex you have a bye week plug him in hope for a big play I take him as a third fourth receiver in the you know eleventh twelfth round oh yeah, yeah definitely All right All let's right. Uh, I'll I'll move on to the south then I'll take somebody here cool uh, so with the south I'm going to start with the Houston Texans uh, which only really added rookies. Um, I mean, I would say that their best acquisition was getting rid of Brock Osweiler. <laughs> their uh, best acquisition was all the picks they got? Yeah. Oh, one of them? <laughs> um, Fair. Because they traded their two first-round picks, Brock Osweiler, a third and a fourth for one pick. Um, Worth. And that pick was Deshaun <laughs> Watson, it. who is not my choice because... I, I think he's the starter, but I don't know. So it's hard in a redraft league to justify drafting him at all. Um, oh, absolutely! I wouldn't. Tra- I wouldn't draft Watson oh, no. whatsoever. So with that to. said, the the only person that they've acquired this year that I think is possible, you know, late late round to to look at would be uh, Deontay Foreman, um, yeah. Kmart uh, Freeman. Um, he. He's behind Lamar Miller, who's a good running back that doesn't seem to ever get to where his potential lies, except for that one year in in Miami. Hmm. He's not done what he needs to do in Houston, and Foreman was a was a yardage touchdown machine in Texas. So, I mean, I, I agree. I mean, I, I've always liked Dante Foreman. 
like you said, they didn't really do anything else, at least with fantasy wise for their acquisitions. Mm-hmm. I can't I, really think of anybody better. To be I honest. think getting rid of Osweiler is going to change that entire offense. I think we saw a rough Lamar Miller last year a lot because the teams didn't respect Osweiler. He wasn't good at all. Mm-hmm. He signed a $72 million deal and got cut after year one. Yep. Um, I mean, I think that having, you know, even anybody, anybody but Osweiler in that offense running the, running the show is going to show improvement for guys like DeAndre Hopkins, Lamar Miller. I definitely like where you're going with Deontay Foreman. I definitely like him as a handcuffed. Handcuffed. Um, but I don't think you have to draft him. No, but I think out of the, really the two, uh, offensive fantasy players that they acquired this year. Yeah. He's the one that would get drafted. Yeah. yeah. I probably would say so. Agreed. Mm-hmm. But so. Yeah, Kyle. All right. So moving to the West, uh, let's go with the Kansas city chefs, uh, chiefs. Sorry. Um, with you would. Yeah. Uh, of course I would. And yeah, <laughs> Um, what running I, back are you choosing? I am choosing. <laughs> I am choosing CJ Spiller. No, that's a that's a complete joke. They did sign CJ Spiller. He's not my choice. Um, my choice with the Chiefs is Kareem Hunt. Um, the Kansas City Chiefs backfield has been kind of. I, they don't show enough faith in Spencer Ware or Chuck Hendrick West. No, to have any sort of faith in them for me at least, um, fantasy wise, which leaves Kareem Hunt. Um, they drafted him fairly high. Uh, for a running back, and so I just I like the situation in Kansas City. Um, Alex Smith is a great game manager. They rely a lot on the running game, um, yep. so I like I like Kareem Hunt's chances of uh, being a very successful running back in Kansas City. Well, and he's gonna get probably you would think the majority of the dump offs from Alex Smith too. So in a PPR, that's that's, that's what clutch. you want, right? Yeah. Although, with that said, he's not really known for catching balls, right? I mean, um, no, he didn't have many catches at I all. Mixed up. I think he had less than yeah. twenty over four years. Yeah, he he had a very small amount of catches. So, but I mean, that's a part of the game that they might be working on during the training camp, and something he could surprise in. Absolutely. It might it might have been more so the fact that he was in a Toledo offense yeah. and always threw it downfield. I was right. gonna say that could have been Toledo's offense more than anything, because. Um, Andy Reid isn't going to draft a guy that can't catch a ball out of a backfield. Right. Look at his history of running backs. Jamal Charles, Brian Westbrook, you know, the, just Nate Garrett Sproles. All two, of them. All I two mean, of them. Well, he's only really only coached two teams in the past 20 years. Ryan Matthews. Brian I mean, Westbrook. Or Halter, you can't even go back to him. You could yeah, Crow Buckhalter, yep. Oh, Buckhalter. Buckhalter. <laughs> yeah, you, you can find some. Um, but no, I think he, he out of the, Ken, no, the Kansas City Chiefs didn't really sign anyone else. Um, but I think aside from C.J. Spiller. Um, they did release um, Jeremy Macklin, as we alluded to earlier, but yep. um, I, I like Kareem. But they didn't bring any wide receivers to replace him, which is the weirdest part of that. Right, which makes me think that they're actually doubling down on the whole Tyreek Hill thing. I think so, too. Which is an interesting choice. I, I Hey, Carl, I, you want him for a first-round pick? I'm all right. Thanks. I'll keep my... If I, had a, I don't even have a first-round pick, a so uh, good try. <laughs> Um, I talk forgot about, he wasn't a Kansas City running back, so Carl wouldn't take him. You're right. Let's talk about C.J. Spiller, though. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, so that's what I got. So let's uh, let's move back to the north, shall we? All right. Um, so we're going to go on to the Bengals, and it's really between two guys, but honestly I'm going to go with a guy that I think is going to have more of the year one impact, and that's John Ross. Um, I think John Ross is going to have a bigger year one impact than Joe Mixon, because of the fact that you still have Jeremy Hill and Giovanni Bernard, who will be returning from injury in that offense. And Marvin Lewis has never been a guy to just throw it to a rookie and say, take the keys, kid. Mm -hmm. Where John Ross is going to be a difference maker because of his 4-2-1 speed. Um, He is going to stretch the field. He is going to make games easier for guys like Brandon LaFell, like Tyler Boyd, like A.J. Green, you know. (laughs) if he can stay healthy, Tyler Eifert, I mean, him, his presence alone will open things up. Right. Defenses are going to have to respect that. Yep. I, I agree with Zach. I do think John Ross is going to get more fantasy points at the end of the year. However, I, I, I see it difficult to see when you start him versus um the, the running back they just acquired. Right. Cause it's going to be pretty clear cut when you start Joe Mixon, when he starts getting what, more once handoffs. Hill and Bernard go, both go down. 
when they go down, when you see Mixon getting more carries, you know to start him. But John Ross, when do you start him? I, I agree he's going to get more fantasy points, but that that's my scare is you're just never going to know when to start him. But you you always have those rosters out there because I, I honestly don't think that John Ross is draftable. I, I wouldn't draft him in the top fifteen or sixteen rounds of a yearly of a yearly league. ESPN has him going like one hundred and twenty seven, so he's not really. Yeah, so I mean, but I mean, it really depends on who's around there. But he's a guy that you know. Sometimes when it comes to fantasy, you just have to go with your gut. Yeah. And if you have a a matchup, let's say hypothetically, I don't know if the Bengals play the Saints this year, but if the Bengals play the Saints this year, I'm putting John Ross in the in the lineup. Or if the Bengals play the Raiders. I'm putting John Ross in the lineup. We all saw how the Raiders got killed with speed last year because they don't have any speedy quarterback cornerbacks. Hmm. So I, I could see a situation where, you know, maybe he maybe he's like Deshaun Jackson in Deshaun Jackson's first couple of years. You know, he's getting 55, 50 to 60 catches, you know, 900 to 1,000 yards, and you don't know exactly when to play him, but I think there's going to be times where you're going to have to play him. John Ross or Kevin White for next year for a redraft? Oh, uh, Gross, neither. Right? John White John is 132. Ross. <laughs> I would probably say White because he's there's nobody on that team. I mean, who's their number one? Meredith? And, Meredith and I don't Victor believe Cruz. in Meredith. Cruz. I mean, <laughs> Ugh. Uh, I would I would definitely go John Ross in that situation. Here's a really odd one: John Ross or Jamal Charles? John Jamal Ross. Charles. Jamal Charles. Jamal J- Charles is going 132. I would take really? John Ross. Yep. I, I don't take, trust that Denver backfield. I don't trust that Denver offense. I don't know. I'd still take Jamal Charles just based on pure upside. And who's going to take the uh, carries on that? C.J. Anderson? <laughs> C.J. Anderson. Devontae Booker. Devontae Booker. Jamal mm. Charles. It's it's not pretty. Roll the dice. See what happens. Yep. Well, that's really all you have to say about John Ross. All right. Back to the East. Uh, I'm going to throw another. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to save the best for last. I'm just going to throw out the next gross one. It's... <laughs> It's not looking. They, there's not very much going on in the AFC East. <laughs> the Jets. <laughs> oh, yeah. Sorry. And that is going to be Josh McCown. What about <laughs> oh, you're not choosing the uh, the reporter that was catching passes from Hack. <laughs> not picking Ardarius Stewart. He's got to be the number one. They Deshaun, don't have anyone else. The outside of Deshaun Fox is just going to be so good. <laughs> I, I mean that he's a but they, they cut. I, just, I don't know what to say. Josh McCown might be good for you know maybe a plug and play where you really need a quarterback and your guy's out and there's, he's going up against a bad uh, defense. There's and no way you I'm ever gu- playing McCown. And you need a guy to go out there and just throw. That's the only time I would see you even picking up Josh McCown. <laughs> Against that, I mean, for the most part, you want to stay away from New York. I was about to say, if you want to know my uh, my draft strategy, it's don't draft a Jet. Yeah, just yeah. stay away from New York Jets. I just you must be truly desperate maybe, to have chosen me. Maybe I <laughs> would take uh, Powell, uh, Powell uh, if he drops. But other than that, I'm you not touching Jets. I mean, they grab Marquise I, Wilson, who uh, had a splash at Chicago a few years ago. But I would maybe take a late round flyer on Quincy Inunua. Um, yeah, because I mean, even receivers on... and bad offenses can still do well. Yeah, so I would take a late round flyer on a Nunwa. Yeah, that's fair. Because in the late round, I'm just looking for a guy that'll hopefully hit, and if he doesn't hit, I can just cut him. That's true. Mm-hmm. Well, moving right along, Footloose and Fancy Free. Uh, I'm gonna go with my uh, an easy one, Jacksonville Jaguars, and that would be they signed a backup quarterback. Uh, <sighs> <laughs> I don't think they did that. Uh, it's <laughs> Leonard Fournette. Um, obvious choice. I mean, it doesn't matter who they signed in the offseason. Fournette's the guy. I mean, he's going to be their number one running back. Uh, sorry, Yeldon, who so much felt potential. like that you he got done dirty. He's going to go somewhere else in a year and yep. look good, I think. But, um, yeah, I mean, Fournette's, Fournette's the, the new uh, beast in the east, mm-hmm. in the south. Yeah. <laughs> Can you do an ADP check, Chris, for Fournette? Because I know he was going pretty high um, for it being a rookie running back. He's going at number 26, according to ESPN. So, so middle third, of the third PPR. Who, like, who's around him? Um, we had Gurley going right before him. We have Sammy Watkins, Keenan Allen going after him. 
uh, Gronk, Lamar Miller right before him, Demarius Thomas, DeAndre Hopkins right before him. So he's going around names that are pretty well tough known. for me to pick for net over yeah. those guys. Yeah. I would say really the easiest one that I had was picking him over Gurley. Yeah, I was going to say the same thing. Picking him over Gurley is my easiest Just option. something I wouldn't have said a year ago. No. Mm-hmm. Nobody would have said it a year nope. ago. Mm-mm. Todd Gurley was the, you know, for Dynasty, he was the guy a year ago. Yeah. I'm in a uh, six-person keeper uh, auction league. Oh, and you keep like so much fun. Uh, you keep your players for five dollars more than what you drafted them last year with a cap of thirty dollars. So if you drafted them for forty bucks, you keep them forty bucks next year. I have all the wide receivers in the world and and no uh, no running backs. So I'm probably gonna at, in that situation. I'm probably gonna be throwing forty, fifty, sixty dollars first pick Leonard Fournette. Um, now that's kind of a outside the norm situation. Yeah, uh, you're not going to see him going in a normal auction draft for that much. But um, with that said, last year CQ Elliott was going in normal auction da- drafts for that much. Actually, actually, and drafted I, in a similar spot. I think because of him, that's why Fournette's gonna his stock is bumping up because Zeke did it. Zeke was a top yeah, running back last Zeke year. Zeke was behind three All Pro offensive linemen. The Jaguars don't have one guy on their roster who combined for a All Pro season. Yeah, but just. <laughs> Just the, the just, tagline just of a rookie Monroe. running back is a top 10 player. Ooh, Fournette is going to be just as good, hopefully, talent-wise. Ooh. It, it, I just think it's it's carryover from last year. Everything I see of Geis, though, makes yeah. me think that Fournette might end up just being a product of a system. I'm the same way. I'm I'm not sold on Leonard Fournette. I just... There, I think the the risk is not worth the reward in this case. There's too much risk. Yeah, not at 26. All yeah. right, Carl. So moving back to the AFC West, uh, I'll go with my easy one here. Um, I went with the uh, Los Angeles, Las Vegas. Who? Oakland. Los- Raiders. I went with the Raiders, um, <laughs> and I did Marshawn Lynch. Oh, jeez. Um, no know. way. Hey, it was close between him and Jared Cook. I Get, no, it wasn't. No, no, it wasn't even close. Um, Marshawn Lynch is by far the most fantasy relevant acquisition for the Raiders. Um, he comes onto a team that it was a playoff caliber team. They're getting their twenty-five million dollar a year quarterback back. Um, they have a sweet passing game. They have an outstanding offensive line that made Latavius Murray look relevant. Um, and with Beast Mode coming, you know, coming back after you know a year off, but or a year or two years, year and a half, year and a half, year and a half off. Um, that does have some concern for me, but I, I see him being at probably a top 10 running back in, in the league, if not a top five. Could be the most fantasy relevant, uh, off season a- acquisition for any team. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Oh yeah. I mean, if, if he is anywhere near where he was, uh, for in those three years in Seattle where he was just beast mode, I mean, it's, it's a coup and suddenly we have a. You know, number one in the in the AFC might still be the Pats, but number two is the Raiders. Right. Yeah, for sure. And not only that, but the Raiders, I mean, I know this isn't fantasy relevant, but the Raiders do have a solid, not spectacular, but a solid defense that they can allow to be able to lean on the running game. Mm-hmm. You know, teams like New Orleans, they don't have the defense to be able to lean on the running game, which is why you see Drew Brees throwing for 5,000 yards every year. The Raiders have a solid front seven. Yeah, okay, I'll give you that. <laughs> yeah. They have a couple pieces in the defensive backfield, but yeah, they, they they still have a decent enough defense where they can use the run game to chew the clock. If the Mac attack doesn't sack the quarterback, oh, bad flow. Um, <laughs> there's some scare in the in the secondary. What do you guys take? Um, I'm just looking up right now. Marshawn Lynch is going number 35. Would you guys take him or Allen Robinson? Probably take. I would take Marshawn. I would take Marshawn. I one would. point PPR. I would think about it depends on who I drafted before that. Yep. That yeah, that's actually, um, that's a really It good really point. depends on who I drafted before that. If I only had if if I already drafted a big time if I have a, a running back and a wide receiver already, I'd probably take Marshawn Lynch and get a second running back. Yeah, I could if still I still get some PPR uh wide receivers after that, I think. Yeah, mm-hmm. if I went wide receiver heavy at first, then I'd definitely take Marshawn. But if I maybe had like one running back and two wide receivers, I'd probably have to just go with my gut at the time. Are you guys comfortable with Marshawn Lynch being your number one running back, though? No, no. That's I'd want I'd want to draft that's, someone that's, before him. I'd want someone unless I can get some guy in the later rounds 
or even the following round, like a guy who we may mention a little, well, actually we won't mention later, but Isaiah Crowell. If I could get him paired with Isaiah Crowell, I think Man, that would be so fantastic. good at crowing. <laughs> those, are, those guys are actually pretty close. Isaiah Crowell is going number 41. Okay. Oh, yeah. I hope that one day he gets traded to the Ravens. <laughs> <laughs> That's the dream. It's the dream, It's the dream, Shane. All right. So who do we got next? That'd be you. Me? It is back to All the north. Right. Um, so next team we're going to go with is the Pittsburgh Steelers. And there wasn't a whole lot of acquisitions that were really fantasy relevant. Um, you could argue that the most fantasy relevant D acquisition was actually getting rid of Ladarius Green. Um, but I am actually going to go with James Conner um, as the most fantasy relevant guy. I can I can dig that. Um, yeah. So <laughs> not where I thought you were going, but I love it. Yeah. So the reason why I'm going James Conner is because even as much as I love Le'Veon Bell, and he is my favorite player currently in the NFL by far, he's not necessarily the epitome of playing a full 16 game season, whether it be via suspension or injury. True mm-hmm. that. Um, we all saw what D'Angelo Williams did two years ago when yep. he was out. I think James Conner is the closest clone to Le'Veon Bell that there is. Um, size, speed, ratio, everything involved. And I think I, I just like the player. You know, the story, obviously, people are going to say, oh, well, you're saying because of the story. Right. No, I'm saying because I watched this guy before he was diagnosed with cancer, and, and he was fantastic. And then even after, and like even after, after he came he, back. I think he had 17 touchdowns last year. He was incredible for Pittsburgh. He was incredible. He had over 1,000 yards, 17 touchdowns. I mean, he is a big body bruising back that fits perfectly in that AFC North. He's shifty, and I love it. And he is. He's shifty like Le'Veon Bell is, where he's not, he's not cutting on dimes like Barry Sanders, but he's making smart moves at the right times and using his speed and size to his advantage. Well, after seeing what D'Angelo Williams did, I think any running back in that, any running back in start for Pittsburgh is going to produce. Speaking of which, we did forget <laughs> to mention one piece of news that Carlos Williams was suspended for a year. Um, That's right. He failed another drug test and he's now gone for a full year at minimum. Your definition of news. Yeah. <laughs> um, All right. But anyone else have anything to say? Or where did you think I was going? I, th- I thought you were going to go with Juju. I also thought you were going to go Juju. And I had completely forgotten about Connor. To be honest with you, yeah, mm-hmm. me too. I I hadn't forgotten about him, but like I, I, I guess just I thought you were going to go. I thought you were going to go a different route. I'm not. I'm. I love the route that you went. But see, he's like the third wide receiver because he's definitely not replacing Martavis Bryant. Yeah, I saw that tweet. <laughs> <laughs> um, sorry, Sammy. Another boring AFC East one. Sure, uh, I guess not? I'll pick one. Yeah, we'll the <laughs> it Bills. can't be any worse than Josh McCown. No, this one's better. This one, this one actually was pretty close, and the the main reason is the guy I picked is going to be Zay Jones. Oh yeah, he's going to yeah. sneak in as a number two I love receiver. It. And the close, the, the reason I kind of hesitated was because they did pick up Rod Streeter, who a few years ago did have an eight hundred yard season with Oakland. Mm-hmm. Zay Jones is a rookie; he may have to fight for it. He may not start as a number two receiver right away. Yeah, but overall, I mean, he's a better player. The guy is a fantastic number two next to Sammy Watkins. I know they're not picking up his option, but I think we all like Zay Jones for where he's going yeah, in regular yeah. rookie drafts. Mm-hmm. There's really nobody else that I – I mean, Mike Tolbert might steal some goal line carries <laughs> if you guys remember him. But other than that, I mean, Zay Jones is the best guy they have. I'm sure have. Zach likes him. He's big on fullbacks. <laughs> it's true. This is, Zach this and is his fullbacks loves them. Time will tell, Shane. Time will tell. <laughs> but yeah, I I mean Zay Jones is a later on flyer. Um I, I think if he if he is drafted, I think he'll be dropped right away. I don't see him starting. <clears throat> I do see him taking over the second the receiver number two role. I don't he, know. He, I could very well be one of those guys that it's about week five, week six that everyone's going for on the free on, on the free agent wire. Yep. Mm-hmm. I see him being put into that number two role immediately. I think he has he is ridiculous number amount of talent. Guy caught 157 balls last year or something in college. That's nuts. I mean, he did it <laughs> he for had, East had Carolina, but he's still so that, 157 he, he catches in what 11 games. That's insane. But I, I think he could easily slide right into the number two spot because Buffalo doesn't have anybody behind Sammy. I, I definitely understand what you're saying about Streeter. I think Streeter's a good number three. 
I think he's a solid guy that you can have to, you know, fill in occasionally, but I think Zay Jones is going to go right in the number two spot. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can dig it. I would hope so. I think he's a better, but a better receiver, but you just never know. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I think Zay Jones will slide in the number two spot, but I, like I was saying, week five, six might be when you see him break out. Yep. Like he might have like a good game in the first three weeks, but you you might see some consistency coming a little bit later in the right. season. Personal he opinion, he is a good guy, honestly, to draft in the later rounds. You know, round if he's still there around 13, 14, 15, if you're in a keeper league, because Sammy Watkins may not be in Buffalo the next year. From and Zander, didn't pick up the option. Yeah, too. and if they didn't pick yeah. up the option, and, you know, if he's gone, that moves Zay Jones right up in that number one spot. He would look great in the Patriot white and blue. Sammy Watkins. <laughs> Everyone would look good in that to you. Oh, they eh. yeah. yeah, send Michael Floyd over. <laughs> he already was Red Rover, Red Rover. He's got a, he's got he a got, ring with he's him. Got a ring. <laughs> uh, so next uh, for the South, I'm gonna go with who do I have left? Uh, you have the Colts and the Titans. Colts. I'll go with Colts. Uh, and Colts, I'm going Kamar Aiken. I like it. I disagree. Zima is not that bad. <laughs> I, think, I like it. <laughs> <laughs> Limited time off for folks. <laughs> the funny thing is, is, Chris disagrees for another reason too. I, I, no, don't, I, don't, so. I don't think I do. he does. I don't think Marlon, he does. Marlon, not not this year. Not not oh, in not a this year. not in a redraft. Okay. Um, no, Aiken, <laughs> I mean he he two years ago he was a really good uh, flex player uh, in fantasy. I I had yeah. him and uh, grabbed him off the waiver wire for nothing and spot started him and man he played great. Uh, last year, not as great, but uh, I mean, but the Flacco Ravens. was terrible. <laughs> well, that was just a really weird situation last year because he looked like he was the team's future number one. And then the season went on and he just he didn't play. I, I think it's just a really good, really, really good number three. That could be yeah. too. Yeah, and perfect spot Indy, for him. That's what he's going to be. He's yeah. going to be probably a really, really, really good number three. Yeah. A startable number three receiver. Giving Andrew Luck another option is never a bad thing. Yep. Another option that's not Philip Dorsett. Yes. <laughs> it, I just I, I think he's gonna I think he's gonna be great. I think he's gonna be a great, you know, four or five guy for a fantasy league where, you know, using him for bye weeks, things like that. He might not be somebody that you're starting every week, but he could definitely develop into a flex player on the in the season. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I I see him. I, I don't know where he's going uh, right now, but I take him in you know round eleven, twelve. I, I I think that's a solid place for him. I would take him above a lot of the some of the other guys we were talking about. Uh, mm-hmm. Ross, I, I would take him above Ross. Mm-hmm. Um, who were we just talking about? Zay, I'd take him above Zay Jones this year. I I, I agree with that. Yeah, I, I'd probably take him above Zay Jones as well. But. I mean, there's really not a whole lot to say, I guess. Yeah. He's, I, a, he's, he's a third receiver in an offense. I mean. But he's in a good situation. Yeah, you know, he's in a great situation. He's going 198. What? So he's not even wow. being drafted. He's going to be free. He is literally free because yeah. you don't have to draft him. Pick him up. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I mean, who else are you going to pick? I, I just randomly scrolled to a name, and I have what? Um... TJ Yeldon's going in front of him. Well, even look at the last round. Look at like the one seventies, or one. What is it? One fifties. We don't like one fifties would be yeah. sixteen. Yeah. Yeah. So look in the one fifties. One fifties. I got Adam Vinatieri. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I got Rex Burkhead. Kenny Stills is one fifty six. I I think I take Kenny I take Stills. Stills I take over, Stills yeah. over him. But I, I mean, th- there are value players yeah. over guys who. I mean, who? John Ross at one twenty-seven. Will Fuller one twenty-five. I'd take him. I'd take, I'd take him over Will Fuller. Yeah, that's what <laughs> yeah. I'm saying. Like, yeah. like there, there are guys later on where you you hit these names that are. I mean, Tyrell Williams. I ah, I don't know. Ty- I wouldn't take Tyrell Williams <laughs> yeah, at all. It, it would be yeah. really hard to take point. Tyrell Williams. It, it's at this just point. it's there, there are names that are going that are supposed to be drafted in you know fifteen round league, but scroll a little past the two hundred. You know, ish mark, and you'll find guys who are going to just perform better. Find yep. some hidden gems in there. Yep. Oh yeah. Every year, there's always some. Yep. Sterling Shepard, one seventeen. I take the other guys over Sterling Shepard. I would. But I would take Mariakin over Sterling Shepard. I don't think I would take Mariakin over Sterling Shepard. 
after the acquisition of uh, Brandon Marshall there. I'd... Yep. Yeah. And the tight yeah, end I picked I... up, I I personally think Sterling Shepard's going to kind of disappear, though, but that's me. I've never been a big fan of him. But, all right, Carl, are you next? Or... I am. Um, in the AFC West, let's go with uh, let's go with the Los Angeles Chargers. Who? The San Diego Chargers. Oh, okay, San Diego. Yeah. yeah. Um, this one was kind of tough because they didn't have a ton of um acquisitions this off season. Um, I went with Mike Williams, but part of me really wanted to go with uh Forrest Lamp and Russell Okun. Which isn't they aren't fantasy relevant because they're offensive linemen. Oh yes, they are. <laughs> I they make players fantasy relevant. Thank you for stepping on my touchdown call, Zach. <laughs> I really appreciate that. Sorry. Um, as I was saying, they they're gonna make Melvin Gordon a lot better. They're gonna make Philip Rivers a lot better. They're gonna make that entire offense a lot better. Forrest Lamp was arguably one of the best guards in the entire draft. He's gonna shore up that line a lot. Russell Okun kind of has fallen off over the past couple of years, but. He's also hasn't been in the greatest of situations, and I Los Angeles is going to be a much better option for him than where he was at previously. But so if, you're saying draft Melvin Gordon. I am. I am <laughs> saying if the price is right, draft Melvin Gordon. Come on down. Come on down. You are the next contestant on the Price Is Right. Where is Melvin Gordon being drafted? If you don't mind me asking. Uh, I, I would look. assume like thirteen. I, you think I'm he's go seventeen? Round? I think he's going pretty early. Uh, we got fourteen. 14. Boom! 14. Closest without going over. Yeah. <laughs> that being said, Mike Williams is. I think I saw him at one twenty-five. Mike Williams at one twenty-five. Yep. That's solid. I mean, yeah, it's fair though. It, it's Him fair, especially with the injuries. I'd go Mike Williams. Mike Williams. Oh. Um, is Keenan Allen healthy or not? That's. <laughs> We may never know. <laughs> Personally, either way, I'm going Mike Williams. Because, I mean, Philip Rivers is good for, what, 4,500 yards? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'd, okay. That's a fair point. I, I'd I, probably go Mike Williams in that case, I could too. see multiple 1,000-yard receivers for yeah. for San Diego. And oh. if uh, if he, you know, gets healthy from his injury that he, he has, hopefully he doesn't also have weak organs. Right. Um, hopefully that's not contagious. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't have weak organs. He has weak vertebrae. <laughs> And if he, he he can come back and be a number two guy for San Diego and still get 1,100 yards and four or five touchdowns, I mean. Right, especially if you're, like, in a keeper league where you keep for the same um, same round each year or yeah. even, like, go up a round each year. If like you, can you did pick, with Mike Evans. Exactly. Mm-hmm. If you can pick him up in, like, the 12th or 13th round, like, I mean. The guy's talented. Right. I mean, he was yeah. number he, one, number two receiver coming out of the draft this he, year. He was a top ten draft pick for a reason. He's I, got talent. I think he's falling right now because of the injury that mm. isn't going to keep him out of the regular season. Right. He, he's he's a guy I personally am going to reach for. I mean, if he's going in the you know ten to twelfth round, I, I'm just probably gonna, looking at mate. Yeah, I, I'm just going to bring up some random names. Going, let's let's go to the seventies. Deshaun Jackson. Mike Mike Wallace, Rashard Matthews. I would take him above Rashard Matthews and Mike Wallace. Yeah, Deshaun Jackson. I, I like Deshaun Jackson have a debate. this year. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'd have a debate with Mike Wallace too, personally. I, I think Wallace is the number one receiver on the team. He scores a lot of touchdowns. Everybody always forgets that. Yeah, um, on the Ravens. Ravens. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I think the the grab of Macklin here just hurt Wallace big time. Mm-hmm. I think it. I think it actually might help him because it's going to open up their offense to go more, even more downfield. Because they'll have they'll have Macklin for the dirty work, but Macklin's not a deep field receiver. No, well, he que- can. Question but... to Carl: Yeah, Mike Williams or Adam Thielen? Since we're <sighs> Vikings fans, hooked on a Thielen, right? <laughs> um, hot, ah, it's so hot. I oh, you're gonna make me give the Homer answer, <laughs> and I hate it. I'm gonna say Thielen. Um, that is a Homer answer. It's a Homer answer, like because I wouldn't say Thielen. I I like Thielen. I, I can't say Thielen. I I love Thielen. I like oh, Thielen. I, I like Thielen in a PPR this year. I really do. I I like him. I would probably honestly, I would probably take him over Mike Williams because I know that Thielen has a chance to be the number one on that team. Another note: both those guys are going pretty late. Hmm. I would wait on finding a number three receiver and I would stack on running backs. Yeah. Because you're going to be able to find a lot of value late with yeah. wide receiver. And there's a lot of running backs that people miss on every single year. 
All right, so the last team for each of us. All right, so I'm going to go. Uh, obviously, the last team would be Cleveland Browns, and I am going to go the route that Carl thought about going, and I'm going to say their best offensive acquisition was Kevin Zeitler um, from the Cincinnati Bengals. Oh, okay. okay. And the reason I'm going to go with that is because last year, both Cleveland Brown running backs ran for a 4.5 or higher yards per carry. Isaiah Crowell was the only guy in the top 20 running backs to have less than 200 carries, and he averaged over four and a half yards per carry, under 200 carries. Adding that offensive lineman with Zeitler, and also they did add a uh, center from the Packers with J.C. Treader, that is going to only increase their output. Right? I d- disagree because, yeah, they had great yards per carry, uh, which means that the the offensive line must have done something good already. And yes, adding a good offensive lineman isn't going to make them go backwards, but really the only thing holding them back is having a good team and not not having to throw late in the games. So I would say that I, I would probably go with either Britt or Nujoku as the as the number one acquisition fantasy fantasy wise because they're going to throw. They're going to be throwing. I actually like Britt in a PPI. Uh, I, I do like Britt, and to be completely honest, I, I kind of forgot about him, kind of like Shane did with James Conner. Um, I forgot <laughs> about Britt, so about realistically, him. I'd probably Thousand put him receiver. there. Um, but, you know, you're also having Corey Coleman coming into his second year. You don't mm. know what's going on at the quarterback. Is it going to be Cody Kessler? Is it going to be Deshaun Kaiser? Is it going to be Brock Osweiler? Is it going to be Brock Osweiler? Here is in the conversation. Brock! <laughs> um, you know, it's... For me, the the passing game is hard to guess, whereas the running game, I already kind of have a good idea of what's going on. I I, I agree. I've always been as, as an Isaiah, uh, Isaiah. Isaiah Crowell fan. <laughs> the, the biggest reason was in the past years, you could get him 6th, 7th, 8th round. He was a starting running back. If you need a flex start, he was great. This year, I mean, he's picked number 41 projected, and yeah. I think that can only go up. It's I, I don't see me getting Isaiah Crowell, even though I want him, and I think he's going to be a great fantasy player. He's just a little too early for the value. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that, that's yeah. that's fine, but I, I think that, you know, like we were talking about earlier, um, I think that you're going to... I think that with Isaiah Crowell, you know, if you grab him in the fifth round, you know, the top of the fifth round... You're getting a guy who I think could easily be an RB two at worst. Oh yeah, at worst I, I think he's going to be an RB two, yeah. and therefore that's why I see the value with him. Where let's say you go wide receiver heavy, Isaiah Crowell I think is that great guy to have running back two for that running back two. You start him every week. Yep, exactly. Yeah. I, I don't disagree with that. Yeah. Um, I, I would just say that Kenny Britt's better. No uh, acquisition wise. Acquisition wise, I I don't think grabbing. The, an offensive lineman for Cleveland helps their running game any more than what it already is at because it's already got two talented running backs who can, you know, make something happen. Uh, they got the guy that can catch and they got a guy that can run. Uh, <laughs> what more do you need? Exactly. What do you need? And Patriots have been doing it for years. Uh, Are you comparing the Cleveland Browns to the New England Patriots? Yeah, you know what I am. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here first. The next New England Patriots are the Cleveland Browns. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I will drink to that. With Shane, I, I'm, I'm to be honest, excited to see where Kenny Britt goes. Because I mean, he's always the guy who. Where's he going now? Or I mean, um, like all the things you can think. Like where, where will you go from here? Yeah, I mean, he's going number eighty-seven, which isn't bad That's for a flat ninth solid. round. Yeah, ninth round. That's and, not bad. I mean, thousand yard receiver. That that is ninth round for a him. number one receiver on a team. I mean, yeah. yeah, it's got nobody throwing on the ball, right? But <laughs> somebody's got to throw to somebody. Yeah, I <laughs> mean, their their quarterbacks are going to combine for probably three thousand yards because all quarterback all teams get three thousand yards in, in the air now. <laughs> so somebody's got to be catching those balls, right? Hopefully. And, I mean, Britt's the obvious. Britt and Coleman are the obvious choices, um, unless you're a Jet, and then it's all re- uh, reporters catching those. That's true. <laughs> Going on to me. Oh, who's Who, next? Who's oh. next? It's Who? the New England Patriots. Who? The obvious answer is Brandon Cooks, and, and, and he's my Are you going Rex pick. Burkhead? No. <laughs> Gillisley. Uh, no, he's going Gillisley. No, no, I'm picking Brandon Cooks. <laughs> oh, <finish here>. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, Allen? Brandon Cooks, but it, it was 
you never the, here's the thing with new england if you if you're new to fantasy football in general and i guess the nfl in general nobody knows what's new what new england's gonna do no so i mean for all i know gillisley who i think we all can agree is a better running back than garrett blunt i wouldn't i, have I think a hard he's time a younger i think he's a younger similar style I have a hard time saying Gillis. He could is he could be the next guy to run for 12, 14, 16 touchdowns. Yeah. What do you yeah. think next guy to run for two hundred yards and one? Yeah. Well, that's <laughs> what I'm saying. Or you know, Dwayne Allen could be the next. You know, ah, he's not as good as Aaron Hernandez, but he could get double digit touchdowns. Oh God, I hope he's not the next Aaron Hernandez. <laughs> <laughs> on the that's field, on the field, on, on the, the field. field, on the field. But yeah, it's gonna be Brandon Cooks. He's gonna stretch the field. Um, Malcolm Mitchell is coming to his own as a number one receiver. I, I think he's going to be their actual legit number one receiver. He looks good on the field. Um, June Elliman is going to handle the middle. Gronk's going to do what he does. And Brandon Cooks is going to do what he always does and just runs up the middle, do the long plays, and be Brandon Cooks. Yeah. It's interesting with all the teams that we've been talking about, New England's the one that's added the most on the offensive side of the ball. Yes. They've had the most acquisitions this offseason. Because, I mean, yeah, Brandon Cooks is the obvious answer, but... Dwayne Allen. Uh, Dwayne Allen is Brandon definitely Bolden. someone to... Jeez. To... <laughs> <laughs> Dwayne Allen is definitely someone to discuss because Gronk gets injured. Oh, Gronk yeah. sits games. I mean... Yeah. He what? Uh, so, Allen More is like the next guy down. up. I mean, look yeah. at Mar- what Martellus Bennett did last year. It got him a big contract with, uh, with Green Bay. So... I mean, Allen's an argument there. I agree it's Cooks, but yeah. you can make an argument it, for It's just, you know, if they pick one running back and they run with him, that guy is going to be a top 10 running back. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's just, and one thing I do I did find interesting is Brandon Cooks only has a 13.3 career yards per catch. Last year he hit 15.0. The last person hit 15.0 was, for New England, Randy Moss. Yeah, I mean, part of that came with a 98-yard touchdown and then an 87-yard touchdown. Yeah. Those are definitely going to raise those numbers. But, yeah, I think if but he like, didn't have those, he would Tom Brady that. throw to him that much when he's running the long streak now? You, you it, don't it, think that Cooks is, is capable of doing a 98-yard and 87-yard oh, no. touchdown? No, I'm saying that's what, that's what jumped up his yards per catch. Yeah, oh, Brandon that, Cooks, Those right? two catches were, yeah, those yeah. two catches are what jumped up his yards per catch for last year. Where And, and he got 15.9. I don't think he got, like, 15.3 yeah. or anything. So it's... If his job is to stretch the field, I still got to see it. His yards per catch just isn't as high as I expected when I looked up his stats. And I think that had a lot to do with the fact that the Saints have a lot of wide receivers that stretch the field. Yeah. I mean, I, Sneed runs the same streak route on the other side of the field some, a bunch of the times. That Cooks <laughs> is, they, they've got three wide receivers that will just all run into the end zone and go, Breeze will get it to us. <laughs> Right. Throw it up, and Breeze like, okay, 5,000 yards. Just backyard football. <laughs> That's all the Saints offenses. All right, so my final team would be the Tennessee Titans. And I'm going to go a route that I don't think you guys are going to necessarily agree with, but I'm going to say Eric Decker. Right. And the reason why he, I'm picking him above Corey Davis is that Corey Davis is coming out of the MAC. Uh, he's coming off of, a, of an injury that kept him from working out all offseason. Uh, Eric Decker is a proven wide receiver that can jump right in and you know what you're getting. Be relevant yeah. year one. Yep, you know I, I definitely understand that. You know what you're getting with yeah. Eric Decker. Um, I mean that's obviously not the answer if we're talking uh, dynasty. Dynasty, but <laughs> yeah. but Decker is De- Decker. I think is is going to be the the best acquisition that the Titans have done this this offseason for this year. When with Corey Davis, there's always a question of is the rookie going to start on day one? Can the rookie learn the playbook? Yep, that's always going to be a question. He might not start. Does he tread well? (sighs) Also, I just want to throw out a quick R.I.P. Pour one out for uh, Rashard Matthews because his the signing of Decker just killed any momentum that Rashard Matthews had. Oh yeah. Uh, I mean, I guess last year killed any momentum Rashard Matthews had. Did you just wipe the beer in your beard? (laughs) Uh, The beer spilled a little bit into my beard. And he, so I, he I was saving it, it for later. Yeah, I'm just gonna. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, that was that was last conversation. And Car, you still got your guy. I have one last one, um, and it is the Denver Kansas Bron- City running back. <laughs> it's Jamal Charles. It is the Denver Broncos, and it is Jamal Charles. Oh, go figure. He chose I, two Kansas City running I chose backs. Two Kansas City. <laughs> 
joke all you want, but um, he he was the most fantasy relevant um, pickup for them. Um, they didn't. He was the only. He was the only <laughs> fantasy football pickup, and I do honestly think that he is going to have a, a decent impact on this offense. Um, I'm not saying that he's going to be, you know, a running back one by any means, but it, I mean, if you can pick up Jamal Charles late in the draft, I think he's a solid option as if not a, like a flex player, especially if if either C.J. Anderson or Devontae Booker go down. Like C.J. Anderson is not the truth there, but if Jamal Charles can show flashes of what he showed in Kansas City, I mean, give it, give him to me in a heartbeat. I think you're going to see a lot of what Denver did, uh, what Denver's been doing actually for the last couple years. Where they're going to be doing a lot of time splitting, mm-hmm. a lot of a lot of share, carry sharing, whatever you know what I'm saying. Yeah, um, timeshare, timeshare. Yeah, they're going to do a lot of that. I think that Jamal Charles cannot be a featured back. He cannot get 20 to 25 touches a game and hold up. Right. Not at this age. Not with the injuries he's had in the past. I don't think it's possible. Actually, if you remembered the segment a few weeks ago when I brought up their offensive coordinator who who left, and I, I think he went to Houston or somewhere. They didn't timeshare that much. There was one or two games where they started bringing Devontae Booker in, and then Devontae Booker got the majority of the carries. Yeah, no, I, I do remember. Yeah. I do remember talking about that, but I'm saying that I don't think that this team that, with C.J. Anderson, with Jamal Charles, with Devontae Booker, Devontae Booker. I mean, who knows where Ronnie Hillman is these days? Um, but I don't think that this offense will be able to sustain one running back. I think they are going to. Because of C.J. Anderson's injury history, because of Jamal Charles' injury history, because Devontae Booker is not good. (laughs) 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 I think that that is going to make a timeshare situation, Hmm. which is why I I definitely understand picking up Jamal Charles, but I think you have to pick up C.J. Anderson too. I I don't disagree, but I I also don't think that you're going to be – I, me personally, I wouldn't spend a ton of draft capital on those guys. No, neither would I. Um, but like, where where's CJ Anderson going right now? Uh, I, I'll look it up in a little bit. Um, uh, buffets. <laughs> we said CJ no, Anderson, I, not Kelvin Benjamin, not Marshawn, not uh, Eddie Lacy. For Jamar Charles, I, I mean, for for the, I'm gonna throw out a number there for the ten to twenty percent of you who play in a fantasy league and you're you're actually keeping up with free agency and these players. Versus the other eighty percent, who pretty much go off of ESPN's top two hundred list and just count down. Oh. Jamal Charles is honestly one of the running backs that I'm just going to reach for in the eighth round, ninth round, tenth round. Well, that's where I was wondering where he was going because I'm saying that if you know, oh CJ, Jamal Charles, not well, CJ both of them. Like if if CJ Anderson's going in the eighth and Jamal Charles is going in the tenth, I'm fine comboing that up in because they're bench spots. I'm fine comboing those two together, and if one of them wins out and goes ballistic, perfect. I have both of them. And if then the one that goes out or goes ballistic gets hurt, I have the other one. <laughs> so it's one of those things where, you know, it's it's tough, but sometimes th- those risks are worth it. I think Denver does have the offense where that risk is worth it. Yamadra is going 132. I, I So 14th round. Reach yeah. for him in like the 9th or 10th. And I mean, you potentially have if if he and I think he's a, I still think he's a better running back w- without any knees and all <laughs> than CJ Anderson. Dude, he's gonna win out. I, I think he doesn't get the majority carries. Even if they do split a little bit, guy averages six point oh. Yeah, like, he's gonna be efficient. He's gonna score. He's gonna be well. He's he never really got that many carries before. Give him the ball thirteen, fourteen times, and you have a number ten rec- running back. To be honest. If he can play 16 games. I would say 10 to 15 touches a game is where I feel safe with him. But yeah, CZ Anderson's going number 58. That's too soon. Six, end of the six? I just... I, Jamal I, Charles I don't, is... That's I still high. believe end in Jamal Charles. I, I still believe I, I, in Jamal Charles. I think Charles. that Charles is going to end up being the guy. I, I just... I think that's too high. I, like, like you said, grabbing him as a handcuff, yeah. Uh, so... So what you just told me, Chris, is I'm not going to have any Denver shares this year. Because I'm not going to have CJ... I'm not drafting CJ Anderson at the end of the sixth round. Oh, There's yeah. No, I'm going to let some other person who's following that top yeah. 200... Nobody wants to draft him. a handcuff in the sixth round. No. 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 Just kidding. Mm. <laughs> no, I, If it was me, I'd rather pass on CJ Anderson or I'd rather reach on Jamal Charles. Either yeah. way, the value is just there. Yep. 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 I get you. And that... 
yeah, that's that's yeah. Uh, the end of the uh, AFC. Um, next week, we will be doing the NFC. Uh, I'm going to just randomly divvy out the uh, divisions right now. Oh. Zach, you're going to take the East. Uh, Carl, you're going to take the... You had the West this week, so let's give you the South. Uh, Chris, you're going to have the West, and I'm going to take the North because nobody... No, I'm not giving the Vikings to <laughs> you Vikings fans. Um I think all we have is Latavius Murray. Is there anybody else you can think of? Uh, Dalvin Cook. Cook. Do you think he... Next well, week. Next week. We'll, next week. We'll talk about next that. Time. Alert. Next time Spoiler on alert. The Fantasy Hangover. Uh, with that said, I don't believe we have a trivia corner this week. No, we unfortunately don't. Um, I've got a, I pulled up a random question just to give okay. us something. Um, so the uh, Cleveland Browns, since 2009, have had 15 different starting quarterbacks. Oh, is the answer Brian Hoyer? <laughs> well, <laughs> the the first question is um, uh, how who started the most games and how many of them can you name? Oh, fifteen! Fifteen since two thousand nine. Wow! Um, now the one now the one that has started the most games actually started games before two thousand nine for him, but he also started in two thousand nine. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna say Derek Anderson. Derek Anderson does have the most starts. Yep. And he is the first one. He was 2006, 2009. So, okay, so Derek Anderson. Yep. Johnny Manziel. Yes. RG3. RG3. Yes, that's three. Should I be writing this down? Yep. Brian Hoyer, Brian that's Hoyer. four. Hoyer's four. Josh McCown, that's five. Counts five. Uh, who's the one that they just drafted last year? Um, Cody Kessler. Six. Six. So, like, it's hard. Brady Quinn already retired? Or- Brady Quinn is seven. Brady, is yeah, seven? Brady Quinn, okay, okay. Yeah. I was like, is he, was he there? Uh, couch? No, no, God. that was way yeah, yeah. earlier. Oh, since two thousand nine. Two thousand nine. Oh, like, yep. he, he was old when he started. <laughs> I'm, 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 I clearly was um, listening. Brandon um, Whedon. Brandon oh, Whedon. Yeah, Brandon Whedon. Speaking of old when yep. started, that's eight. That's eight. This um, is when it gets hard. Oh, this is a good one. Um, uh, you are missing the guy that has started the second most amount for them in that time frame. Trent Dofer. No, no. I know. Um, Fry? No, Tra- uh, no Charlie Fry was Charlie before Fry. that. Yeah. No. White, no, White Hurt, no. All right, no, let me give you some Patch. hints. Um, <laughs> uh, one of these guys was the face, the, the the quarterback for the Panthers for a while. Jake DeLone? Jake DeLone. Jake yep. What? I forgot he played I thought he retired. Four games. Four wow. starts. Okay. That was the second most. No, no. That's oh. not the second most okay. one. <laughs> um, the one with the second most. Um, think. Uh, man, I, just, I don't want to just give it away, but. Um, I believe he is currently a backup for the Redskins. Oh, Scott's boy, Colt McCoy. Colt McCoy. Colt McCoy. Oh, that's right. He had 21 starts throughout that. 20? Wow. Um, so we're let's at 10? See. We're at 10. There are f- How many more? Four. Five more. What? Or you said 14, 15, right? One, 15. Two, three, four, five. Oh, five. Okay. Um, I'm only, I only think you're going to get two of them. That you're, You would even be able to guess two of them. And these uh, are started, right, or just played? Started. Started. Um, one of them was the starter for the Bears for a while too. McCown and the uh, the Redskins. Oh, this guy. This guy started for a few different franchises. You said Redskins, and I really want to say Gus Farad, but it's not Gus Farad. No. Um, Bears, Redskins, and Browns. Bulger. He was right after no, no. Rex Grossman. Kyle, no, not Kyle. Oh Orton. no, Kyle Orton. No, not no, Kyle Orton. No. Or maybe no. He was right after Rex Grossman. He was drafted to replace Rex Grossman. He was a first round draft pick, I believe. What? <laughs> weren't they all? Weren't they all? <laughs> uh, he has great soup. D- no, no. Oh, uh. Campbell. Um, yeah. Jason oh, Campbell. Jason Campbell. Jason Campbell. Jason Campbell. That's right. Yep. I forgot. He, he, he threw the ball in the air and then threw the other one and hit that ball and they ricocheted and the fantasy oh. profile <laughs> and the receivers caught it. Um, I'll hint to one more then I'm just going to tell you the other three because you're not going to get the other three. Okay. Uh, this one is a former Iowa State quarterback. 
Oh, I know who you're talking about. Drafted by the Seattle Seahawks. Oh, what the fuck is what is his name? Um oh. was like the considered like the number one backup quarterback in the league for years. I think Char- I think Carlson Murray was Charlie Whitehurst. No, it's not no. Char- it's not Whitehurst. It's not, no. It's not Clipboard Jesus. <laughs> um Oh my god, he ran all over the Hawkeyes. He's got a great name. Uh, while you think of that one, I'm going to give you the other ones that you're not going to okay, get. Austin yep. Davis. Oh, Austin oh, Davis. Yep. Yep. Connor Shaw. Connor, Connor Shaw who? started for them? One game. Wow. He was a Step quarterback out. for South Carolina. Yep. And then uh, Thad Lewis, also one game. Oh, Thad Lewis. Um, and then this person that that I'm just going to give it up yeah. now. Uh, Seneca Wallace. Seneca oh, Wallace. Oh, oh, that's the other name that I figured you guys would know. 67 overall for Seattle. But man. yeah, that's that's my attempt at a <laughs> trivia corner there. Not quite as good no, as No, that as was Zach's, that was solid. I liked good. it. That was a fun one. That was definitely a challenge. Well, boys, we're 67 days away from NFL football. Nice. Not, but who's counting, right? But how many days away are we from drafting? That's the real question. We'll figure that we'll, out we, after. No one knows. We will figure that out after the podcast. <laughs> but we just a heads up, we will be doing a draft review. Um, we'll be going through our five-round our five round rookie draft after it happens. Whenever that will um, be. Probably, actually, it'll probably be pretty fresh because we'll probably be drafting on a Friday or Saturday. So Yep. Yep. And then at that time, we have to also try to start figuring out what other day of the week we're yep. going to be recording. When, For the regular season. We're not going to be recording during the football games. No. Um, you don't want any live commentary. What the? F- uh, with that said, it looks like we finished the Gatorade, taking all the Advil, started drinking more Amer- hashtag Americas. Hashtag Zima. Slash Zima. Uh, with no Jolly Ranchers. Not bad. Uh, and yeah, this is the end of your fantasy hangover. Have a good week, everybody. Yeah. Deuces.